Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, folks. Welcome okay. back to the podcast. We done started. We done, we done started. started. Hey. It has started. And I've, by now, everybody probably already knows the Martin boys have arrived. They're here. The Martin They're boys. Here, boys. How many times is that? Them Martin boys are over turn up at. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> That's what they're going to be forever. Yeah. But he's not with us. So they had healthy babies. One's in the NICU, hopefully coming home in the next couple of days. So he's not going to be on the next podcast, but hopefully Martin will be back. And mom is doing okay. Mom's also. doing good. Mom's, mom's a trooper. Yeah. Okay. But good. all reports are good. And so hopefully we'll hear from Martin in about two episodes is what we're hoping for. We'll see. And then when we're sure they're really ready to meet you, they're going to bring them to the podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> I sure hope he comes back because we need somebody to read these commercials. Oh, hey, hey I know. <laughs> yep. Hey. I get tongue-tied. Um, but that's the news on on yeah. Martin. Well, you don't want to share somebody else's and big the babies. Okay. So it's kind of like we could tell you some things. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's their news well, to tell we're you. not. Yeah. We're not going to. That's right. We're going to keep you. I know. Out it's kind of like you open your Christmas we'll present build the anticipation. Yeah. Well, one of them's named after a famous country music artist. That's it. Hey. And the but, other one. Hey, one of them's named after one. me and Godwin. It's from the state of Tennessee. Okay. So, hey. <laughs> Yo, there you go. <laughs> that's where the, all the music goes, boys, through Tennessee. That's right. Tennessee. Well, somebody said, how you get to Tennessee? And right. Go to Nashville. Old boy said, sing through your nose. Sing through your nose. Sing that's through wine. your nose. Wine. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's always, always, all kinds of ways to all make it. It's just me, but when I listen to country music, which is rare, it's, it's old-timey country music. That's funny because guess what I guess what I was listening to about fifteen twenty minutes ago for about two hours. Two hours. What was that? Yeah, because I turned on television. Nah, wasn't nothing on. So I went to eight twelve, which is the Bluegrass Station. Eight twelve. Yeah. On the TV. On the TV. You were lit. Yeah, I went to eight twelve, and that is the Bluegrass Station. I've always wondered who listens to music on their TV. Uh, me. And now I know. Silas. So, well, yeah. hey, look, I checked, I checked the other station that is known for, you know, for music. Okay, that's 340. What? Okay. Hey, it wasn't nothing on there worth watching. So, hey, I went to 812 and listened to <laughs> well, some. You watch music? Hey, no, to listen to <laughs> it. Are they videos? <laughs> no, it's just music. You just said there wasn't nothing on there to watch. Hey, well, it's music. What's 340? It wasn't nothing on there. That's the station for... Uh, they just show music. I can't notes, remember the name of it now. Maybe Cyrus. I don't know. Are y'all going to let him uh, tell us what he was listening to? But <laughs> it was the Stanley Brothers, okay? There you go. The Stanley. You know, and Bill Monroe, the king the king of... Uh, he ain't the king. He's the father of bluegrass. Uh-huh. 
Because, huh. right, hey, Bluegrass Boys, just Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Hey, so they bad to the bone. Banjo. What about bandolo. the What about the Soggy Bottom Boys? Oh, hey, they're good, too. They're good. They're good comic, comic relief that, because they they dance too. <laughs> and their yeah. dance is what just great. Okay, I've got a partial to Steve and the Seagulls. Steve and the Seagulls. Steve and the Seagulls. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, never seen them. What are they no. saying? Sing us a chorus. Oh, that might be the bunch that's got the the bass fiddle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. They bad uh, to the bone too. They're from Kentucky, I think. Okay. I, what is the name of them again? Steve and the Seagulls. Yeah. Look at these yeah. characters. Yeah, they're bad that's, to the yeah, bone. That's them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. from Kentucky. Yeah. They look I'd like they're from. They Kentucky. look like that kind. Hey, that's walking when, by my dude that's stand when last country night. Country was country. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, overalls and all. They okay. play a, a mean version of Thunderstruck. Oh, oh what are you talking? About? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So they bluegrass ACDC? That's right. Oh yeah. Oh, well, they're playing the spades. Oh, I like them. Then. The, you know. So they're from they're they're nowadays. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know. They, I just look they, got, old. they got a good video. Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve and the Seagulls. Uh, they're Thunderstruck version of Thunderstruck is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Steve. Oh, he, I highly I, recommend that guy. Hey, that guy. Highly recommend. That, he's beating that giant fiddle, the old bass fiddle. He got it going. Oh, yeah. I showed side. It's got 130 million views on yeah. it. Oh, oh, this is no. a big deal. Okay. Oh, oh that's a big yeah. deal now. Yeah. They're they're bona fide. These boys are for real. They're, they're bona fide. Bona fide. Bona fide. Hot dang. It's soggy. Hey, look at here. Martin forgot the sauce he was going to take. <laughs> he was going to take that with him. To the. Uh, I might take that to the house. To the hospital. Uh, well, hey, go ahead and see what he fits. See if he misses it. He, he'll miss it. Yeah. Well, he probably. Uh, who knows what Martin's doing? I'd like he's to busy. A, I'd like to have a brisket oh, right busy. now, and I'd just go ahead and line it up on there and smooth it out a little bit, and then eat the whole brisket. You wouldn't share it? No. He's he's not I big enough to share I'm, I'm hungry. I have seen that man right there eat six hamburgers in one sitting. And these are homemade field hamburgers. <laughs> and that's yeah. what, Hey, and that's when I have somebody, what, you want it? Run it run it through the garden. Go ahead and put all of it on there. You Wait, you'd like... This isn't just meat, cheese, and bread. This oh is, no, no! This is the this onion to the garden, pile it, heap it up. Mm-hmm. And hey, and you ain't and look, six the first them? four will just disappear in a, in a New York second. Okay, that's just a tasting phase. Yeah. Okay, then you say, okay, is there any left? I went, yes, a couple more. I said, well, I get up there and take care of them. Well, they had the quality. Then we'll get, then we'll go into the the really enjoy enjoy phase. You have to eat four hamburgers. Oh yeah, just that's to, get, that's, that's, to get, that's to get the edge off. <laughs> okay, then you eat the other two to say, okay, let's see if these first four was really as good as I thought they was. Mm-mm, yeah, yep, yep, it's there. Oh, he does make a fine fried oh, no. burger. Oh yeah, and look, you think the house is fixing to burn down? Yeah, smash burger. You do, because there's a cloud. There's a cloud in the kitchen. Okay, of smoke. Because if you ain't got smoke, no, you ain't got a good hamburger. No. Because his has got a little, uh, what do we call it, uh, stone? A bark. The bark. He, so he got burns a little bark edges on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, they're crunchy like on the outside. Crispy. Moist. Crunchy, uh, crunchy on the outside. Yeah. That's like stone. You see on the uh, inside. Beef tenderloin. Yeah. Got a, it's got a bark to it, boys. You it'll make, it'll, hey, it'll Did make, you not eat breakfast hey, It'll make you sit up and bark. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's right. 
Right. Are you hungry? I, since we started talking about food, yeah, I can't wait till tonight. I know it. What yeah, time? The, gun, the deer hunt is just yeah. a, a, you know, a necessary evil to get to the real deal. Yeah, so, so I was going uh, deer hunting with Willie this evening. That's right. Hey. So yeah. somebody needs to be yeah. there to film that. That's right. That's right. We need to have a camera. So I don't let him. Don't let him shoot one of the up and comers. Oh no, no, no! That's the thing. I'm gonna say, hey, look, I know you're the boss. I know you're the one with the money. <laughs> but hey, if you if you shoot that deer right there. I said, "What what's in here that I can hit you upside the head with? Because <laughs> if you shoot that deer, I'm fixing to just bust whatever I can find in here so, on your head. So he's he's on record to say, you know, so I passed on a nice buck. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's the only time I heard from Last Phil. week? Yeah, no, no, during no. the Veterans Week. Yeah. Oh, we hadn't heard that. <clears throat> oh, no, look, oh, yeah. look, we're sitting there, okay, and it's, it's you know, deer, we got like deer under us, around us, to the left, to the right, over, just everywhere. You know, and I'm looking to him. like a two-step. Tell me, that's another one. You know, and then I said, hold it, that, I think that's a buck. You know, Stone said, well, look him over and then tell me what you're going to do. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is a brute. Yeah. Real deal. Okay, yeah. So, and look, he, and he's just about, oh, what, 75 yards? Oh, he's about four, 45 yards. Or 40, about, okay, I figured it was longer than that. He's anyway, close. Forty-five yards, you know, and I've got my binoculars, you know, and I'm looking him over. I said, "Yeah, I'm thinking to myself." I said, "Big old buck," and I got the green light. I can shoot this sucker if I want him. And you didn't? No, no. And I look at him. He said, "Look him over." So I looked him over, and I said, "You're not gonna believe this." He said, "What?" I said, "I can't kill him." And he would. He said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "He ain't before." I said, we need to let him walk this year. Let him live one more year, he yeah. said. Let him let him live this year, and we'll shoot him next year. Willie's going to shoot him tonight. And then oh, no. I, I had to, of course, everything that happens in the deer woods, I got to tell Willie because he's my boss. Yeah. Because if he finds out that I don't tell him something that I know, <laughs> yeah. I get in trouble. So I got to tell him everything. You don't keep secrets from the boss. So I said, well, Cy passed on, we call him DT because he had a drop tire last year. He's the biggest rack buck we have in the woods. On the woods. And, si- and Willie's, you know what Willie said? He said, if I see him, I ain't passing on him. Oh, yeah. He, then I'm going to call Cy as soon as I kill him. Oh, no, no. I hope we see him tonight because I'm going to oh, tell him. I hope y'all I, don't. No, oh, no. I do because just for the fun of it. You know, because Willie, I said, if you pick that crossbow up, I said, what's in here? That's made of iron. <laughs> Since you're made, so hard-headed. Made of iron. That's right, made of iron. I said, since you're so hard-headed, if you shoot that deer, I'm going to bust this iron on your head. <laughs> bust him in his head. That's right. <laughs> All right, well. Then, then you're going to hear, stutunk. Arrow's gone. Well, before violence happens between family, we should probably take a break. Let's take a break. I'm going to give him a rough time, though, if he shoots him. Don't let him shoot him, sir. All right, Si, so this evening I'm going to put y'all in the same place that me, you, and Bullfrog sat the other day. Which was very exciting. The scene of the of the yeah. crime. Oh, yeah. And hey, look, mm. we're I thought sitting you... there and it's about 9 o'clock and Stone says, don't have ever told me anybody move. There's a buck making circle. Why are you whispering? Because we don't want to scare the buck. <laughs> But anyway, y'all, so, so, no, no, look, y'all, so I'm, I'm looking, Stone's got his binoculars up, he's looking way over there, you're in the woods, 
So I'm keep waiting and keep waiting and keep waiting. And then right down here, here he comes. Just, you know. And I told BK, you know, Stone had already handed her the gun. You know, she was getting settled on it and all that. And I said, I said, he's he's right behind the tree, BK. Fix to come out. So let me tell the story behind this buck. It's a buck we call Big Red. He's got a bright red coat. Beautiful deer. And he's huge. Well, yeah. me and Si have been watching him for two years. And last year at he was thirty yards. At, last year he was he was a bull. But, oh yeah. Uh, for North North Louisiana deer, you know he's really good deer. And uh, Si passed on him last year. Said let him grow another year. Well, guess what? He grew about thirty inches. Oh. No stones. Showing up protein. Okay. For yeah. antler growth. So this is his peak. He's five and a half year old this year. Yeah. And in, in Louisiana, a five and a half year old buck is at his prime so he he walks up he's ready and i give bk the green light and uh when she shot that deer fell over all four legs stiff so we're filming max filming it boom size hugging her high-fiving she's smiling you know it was about three minutes later about three minutes what we look up and that deer is standing up here you go. And he walked right by us, but he wasn't ready. He, he ran by us. I mean, yeah. gone. It's like it came back to life. Faked you out. So, yeah. Because normally she uses for she shoots high shoulder shot. Yeah. Okay, which is normally just they're down. They they're not gonna move. It's over. Mm-hmm. And that's what we thought. Nope. Well, she had red. I looked down there and he kicked about four times. The next time he's coming by us. I said he, you know, well, he laid there for three minutes. Oh yeah, gets up. Yeah, I know. Lazarus. Oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, resurrection. I'm serious. So she looked at me like, "What did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> he gets to play. Uh, what did you do? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like Robertson. You, you got Robertson in her. No, no. You know, she looked at Dad like, "You gave me the green light." Yep, and she—I mean, she's very a very good shot. But in this case, the, the deer had his butt towards us for about six minutes. I think she was on him the whole time, and I oh, and I looked. I was because I was telling her, "I said, BK, you're shaking a little." Yeah, yeah, but she, she has been on him for six minutes. She got a little fatigued. I yeah. should I should have yeah. took the weapon away from yeah. her and looking back on it. But you know, she's—I mean, she shoots way better than I do. Uh, but she got a little fatigued because she had to hold the gun on the deer for so long six minutes and uh she's a pretty small kid and uh when i looked over my shoulder and i saw the deer turn back which i thought was pretty close to broadside if not broadside turns out looking at the footage it was a little bit quartered and uh she was lit she pulled her shot to the right a little bit and it went through that neck roast mm. so when it hit that neck roast that it just shocked that deer no vitals Kinetic energy. It just hit, it shocked, literally shocked it into temporary paralysis. And it laid there for three minutes and then all of a sudden got its wits back and said, I got to get out of here. Gone. So well, we waited an hour. I get down, look, no blood, no nothing. Nothing. She so, almost scared it to death. Oh, yeah. Then the three hours later, called the, the most famous dog, uh, deer dog man in North Louisiana. And we tracked it for about a mile, and that dog was was something else, I tell you. And uh, we got about a mile into the bowels of the neighbors over there, and that dog stopped and turned around and looked at its owner. 
And uh, old Gary, he looked at me and said, Jay, this dog's telling me there ain't nothing wrong with this deer. <laughs> he just told me, hey, you ain't going to find it. Uh, he said the hunt is over. over. <laughs> the hunt is over. I said, well, he said, you'll be getting pictures of him in a couple of weeks. I said, well, I sure yeah. hope so. But, oh, I told him that. I said, to make her feel better? I said, hey, look, don't worry about it. Okay. I said, because here's, here's my prophecy on this. I said, the deer, you, you hit him high and just blew some meat off his neck. He'll be all right because I've done it, okay, in Germany twice. I said, he'll be all right. And I said, I'll kill him at my stand. <laughs> and you're going to kill him? Yeah. yeah. I said, and I'm going to kill him at my stand. I said, and when I do, I'm going to ride you like a That's yard. right. That's what he told me. <laughs> yeah. He I said, so hey, just know that it's in the future. I fixed to ride you like a yard dog after I kill Big he, Red. He said, oh, he said, bullfrog, you done messed up now. Uncle like, Si's going to get him. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get him, and then I'm going to jump on you just, yeah, okay. I'm rooting for her. Oh, no. Well, that's yeah. the uh, that's the Robertson way there. Oh, no. Oh, hey, you get, yeah. if you get a chance to strap a Robertson, you got to strap the Robertson. Strap them, then you let them know about it. That's right. And then you're going to let them know about it every chance you get. Because they're going to do it to you. you okay. They sure are going to do it to you. It is, yeah. <laughs> but it is. I mean, once you once you stop shooting everything that walks like I used to do, and you can sit there and watch deer. Oh no, it's way see. more fun. Me and Paula was on a deer stand the other morning. It's getting daylight, and the thrashers start hollering. You know, they're the first bird awake, and then you might see a coon. A fox squirrel comes just jumping in a limb right beside you. And deer, I got a deer, a fawn, I named him Sneezy. He come in there the other day. Sneezy. He was, he was neat, milling around on the ground. And it's kind of like some where an opening was, the water had it clean. Yeah. Where the backwater come up. And just them old twigs just come up. And he stuck his nose. Tickle his nose. He stuck his nose in one, and he just sat there sneezing. (laughs) And he was scratching his nose. But I was thinking, you know, a lot of people don't get to see that, what we get to see in the woods, Ah. you know. Because the other day, I I told them, we'd been sitting there for like two hours. I said, I think this is the quietest morning I've ever been. Not a bird, not a nothing. I said, I ain't heard a bird. I ain't even heard a cat squirrel or fox squirrel barking. I said, usually blue jays are making a fuss and all kind of, like you're talking about thrashers, mm. making all kind of noise. I said, this this is like for two hours. I said, I ain't heard nothing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just I, I was beginning, to, I wanted to say, and we ain't going to kill doodly squat. Yeah, because yeah. it's too quiet. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, ain't nobody woke up around this joint yet. Well, but us, you know. Yeah, I know. But I can remember sitting on a stand, you know, after I, you know, in my teenage years and maybe not see a deer, but once a month, maybe even one a year. Oh, no, when when I was growing up, if you seen a deer track, hey, you was considered Kid Carson. Oh yeah, you know? go back. I seen a deer was, track. You yeah. was one of the mountain men. Yeah. Yo, you seen a deer track? Yeah. <laughs> I'm now, serious, because there wasn't any. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the uh, mentality everybody. You better shoot him. You might not see nothing. Yeah. Well, no, you no. Know? What always surprises me is, is you go in there way before dark, you know, before light. Okay, you sit and everything settles down, 
You know, and you're sitting there and you ain't making no noise, you ain't talking, you know, and you're looking, and then just all of a sudden, you're looking, it's like you've been blind for 30 minutes. Because there he is standing in the middle of the road. I know, he just showed you know, up. And you go, I've been watching it the last 15 minutes and nothing's moving, and then, then I'm just looking and he's there. Mm, you can't or the doors there, or four doors are there. And you said, where did they come from? The worst one is when the leaves are off the trees about that deep. And when you walk until you stand, you sound like a herd of elephants. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you're sitting in your stand and you look down because something catches your eye. And there's a big doe that weighs 200 pounds standing right under you. And you didn't hear nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know I have a hearing problem, hearing loss, but, you know, still. Yeah, we Stepping on crunch leaves is something the way God made the hoof on a deer that's pointed and, and like this. Yeah, they can they go, they go in, they don't crush they don't crush leaves like we do. <laughs> they push them aside and they don't make no noise. The, the wildest one is when a deer is in water and not in a hurry, if they're slipping. They don't make ripples. Mm-mm. No ripples. None. I watched three walk by me in water, and it's like they're. They're <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see no water drip off of they're it. They're slicking. Nah. Hey, you know who else don't make ripples when what? they're wading? Huh? Oh, slick. Oh, oh, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Well, I will say that because he is literally Jason is literally going after a cripple. I walked up and sat down on one of them mounds. We got out there in the water on the pipeline and sat down. And he sat down and looks over to his right because it's about as big as this table. Yeah. He's on one side. <laughs> There's an eight-point buck right there on the other side. You know, and he just, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, slip on a, flip up on a buck, and sit down on the same little piece of ground he just rested now on. That's slick. You, you've you done something. That's why they call him slick. Yeah, that's well, why they, they call, call him slick. slick. Right, well, let's yeah. take a break. We'll talk about old slick. Oh, oh, Willie said he's looking forward to you hunting yeah. with him this yeah. evening, shooting that buck you passed hey, on. Tell him, hey, tell him not to text him, say, bring the baseball bat with you. Yeah, check, and if he asks you why, then tell him. Uh, he, he'll, he's fixed to be here in a little bit. You can tell him. Yeah. We'll shoot a podcast with him about this, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert for Nick. Oh, so, so, so Jace can move through the water oh, yeah. like an animal. Let me tell you something about Jace. Yeah, we've been friends 20-something years. He is the best. The No doubt about it. The best in the world. At slipping up on stuff, there's nobody better. We call him we call him the stilker. It's not a it's not a stalk. It's no. a stilk. Yeah, because there's a difference. It's it's almost like he's he's moving, but he ain't moving. But he ain't moving. Well, yeah. no, no, you can't see him move. I, I got to tell this story because I think he's about half, maybe three quarters wood duck. Okay, because when he was a child, okay, me and Phil went hunting, come back, we got three wood ducks apiece, okay. <clears throat> we come in the house, I bring in the ducks, we're picking them, 
And Phil said, wait a minute, I ain't got but five. He said, where's the other one? He said, we killed six. I said, yeah, I know I brought it in. He said, no, you didn't. It'd been where we'd have picked it already. I said, I'm telling you, I brought it in. So Kay, Kay comes in laughing, and, she, you know, she put the kids to bed. She come in laughing. She said, told, told Phil, I said, come, come, come with me. You need to see this. You know, so I get behind him. They go in the bedroom. Jace is over there in the bed, and he's got a wood duck drake, which is the prettiest duck there is. Okay, and he's using using him for a pillow. He's sound asleep with that wood duck drake under his ears. Yeah. You Phil's, you made that story sound cute, but it kind of oh, sounds gross. Oh no, no, it is cute. But that's when Phil said, "That's what I'm talking about, boys. <laughs> I got one here." But anyway, that's why that's that, why he's the best cripple man. Okay, he is that. We've actually shot a duck, crippled him. He fell 250 yards over in the woods, you know. Jay said, hey, he sits there for about five minutes. He said, ah, I better go get him now. He said, we ain't, have, ain't flying very good. I'll go over and get him now. So he takes off. You know, he's gone 35 minutes. No shots. Okay, and he comes back. And the first thing I'm talking about, well, Jay, Phil, Phil's all the way to one. Well, Jace, you got a story for us? He said, oh, yeah, I got a good one for you today with this one. He said, I went over there. He said, I knew exactly where he'd fail. He said, I looked over there. He said, it was one feather over there by a brush top. You know, he said, then I seen a little ripple. You know? He said, so I start easing over there. And he said, I see him. He's in the brush top, and he's, he's, he can go. And he said, I started to shoot him. And he said, that blow him up too bad. He said, so I'm easing toward him. And he said, just get closer and closer and closer. closer. <laughs> he said, got him. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> look, he, he wrenches. He look, he, he wrenches down in his waders and pulls, pulls out that wood duck that's about three quarters of the way alive. He can mount there and fly. He said, he said, there you, there you go, boy. He said, this is, he said, I'm proud of myself on this one. He said, this is probably the best retrieve I have ever made. He said, because I, he said, I really, he said, oh, you know, he just threw him up. Duck just took off. He let him get out about 30 yards, boom, and killed him. He said, he said, I'm telling you, I'm proud of this one right here, buddy. So he caught a. He caught, he caught a duck that could actually fly because he brought him back, took him out of his waders, and threw him up and then killed him out there about 30 yards. I was just trying to lend you my microphone there when you were traveling in your story, and you scared me to death when you grabbed it. Oh, no, it. no, no. Hey. You could do That was he, quick. He's the best cripple man. Hey, there ain't nobody even come close to him. Oh, that, that is a fact. Well, ain't you know, nobody uh, come close with him. Yeah, me and, I'm pretty excited. Me and Sire are going to South Dakota here in a, in a couple of weeks. That's going to I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, we're Don't hooking up with we're hooking up with Camp Valor Outdoors, which is a nonprofit that takes uh, wounded wounded, wounded veterans on hunts and fishing trips and and uh, helps some of those guys get acclimated to civilian life and um, it's a good deal. So we're we're gonna go do a little pheasant hunt and try to raise some money for them. So if you're interested in helping, check out Camp Valor Outdoors. Uh, they're on Facebook. They have a web page, and uh, I'm sure 
that they'll be happy to wow. accept any donations that you can help them out with. It's a really, really good cause. Uh, but we're going on a pheasant hunt. Pheasant? Have you been pheasant hunting? No. I've seen one on, on one of the outdoor shows, and it was in South Dakota. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it because hey, they like got like an 80 acre field, mm-hmm. and they line the hunters up mm-hmm. and the dogs, and then they got another line of hunters at the end of this 80, 80 acre field. I'm gonna be on the end of the field. Yeah, because hey, they start the dogs start working and everybody's moving, and there are literally thousands of pheasants start jumping up hens and Roosters, and most of the time, all you hear is rooster. You know, hand, don't shoot him. You know, rooster, bam, 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 bam. I didn't shoot him. <laughs> you know? So I'm looking forward to this. this oh yeah, is going, this is going to be a riot. I, you know, I heard you, there's going to be another special guest there. Oh, well, who else is coming? The Undertaker. Oh, the Undertaker, the wrestler. That's one scary looking dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Invite him to come here, please. Oh, don't worry. Oh, no. That's one scary dude right there. Hey, look. He's got the look. He got a look that, hey, he, like my icy stare, but he's even better than my icy stare. Well, that's because he's yeah. like seven foot tall. Well, yeah. I know it. Yeah. You don't even got to be mean looking to be scary if you're Oh, yeah. He, he, he's, he's the man. Y'all talk about them pheasants. <laughs> I pulled in my driveway the other day, and there is a pheasant. In your driveway? Yeah. You got what in the world is he doing here? Somebody, he somebody bought him or turned him loose. Let me see. Yeah, somebody got, turned him loose. He took a picture. I don't believe it. I'm <laughs> Stone was just staring at you the whole stories. time. This is one of them stories I'm going to have to verify. What is going on? Uh-oh. Somebody, somebody erased it. According to the map of where pheasants live, Calhoun what? ain't one of yeah, them. Yeah, and West Monroe ain't one of them either. I, I, I concur. He said, he ain't going to with you. I'm excited right Where's now. Where's it at? Where's well, let, we're going to take a break and right let there. Well, look find Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is Uh-oh. that? What is that? What is that? It's a cockatoo <laughs> that you thought was a pheasant. That is a pheasant. <laughs> oh, it's a pheasant. <laughs> we need to update the map. Me and Paula was out there shooting her bow. Oh, y'all just walking out there, she took a video of me. Send me that picture. I need to get that video. Oh, I, you should have stuck him. Yeah, send me that picture. We're going to take a break. <laughs> and I'm super confused. I just need to see the picture. But we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after definitely this. definitely a pheasant. That is a pheasant. What, did you think I was lying? Yep, that is a pheasant. That's a oh, pheasant. Oh, yeah, look at that. Huh. Paula took a video of him going side? by a bow that, target. That ain't wild. Well. I'll have to admit. Louisiana. So now, will you admit that a black panther? Well, that's a good segue because me and Cy were driving out the other day out of the woods. Oh, yeah. What we see. And I saw, (laughs) I hate to say this. I don't want to say it. (laughs) I saw a cat. A dark cat. He asked Max Max is in the back. said, Max, you see him? Max said, no, I didn't see him. Bobcat. I said, I think, nope. I said, nope. I said, since you had said nothing but just, I seen a black cat. And you said, and it wasn't a house cat. I said, well, 
Let me tell you what I seen. I stood up, got out of the four wheeler and stood up, and I said, and he was about, he come to right here on my thigh. I said, he was that big. He was that close to him? And y'all, and hey, yeah. Uh -huh. No, no. And Stone said, well, I thought I seen his tail. And I said, well, I can't say that. I said, because he was running directly away from me with his butt to me. I said, but he was black, and he was big, and he was fast. Because it was, he's gone. Yep. Hmm. I can confirm. Okay. That Stone, that Stone said, yep, that's just about the size that I saw. But about that high. I'm not, I'm not convinced about how big... Si says he is. Bobcat has a longer tail. But this was a dark. It was not a bobcat. It was too dark. Nope. I thought it when I first saw it. I thought it was a a coyote. Oh, yeah. Nope. Wrong. Wrong shape. Thought it was coyote, but wrong shape. Then we got it. Stood there for about two seconds. Wrong shape. And I thought my instinct was that's cat. Yeah, it's wrong shape. That's not a dog. That's not and a, a dog. Yep. Long as a cat. So it's just mm -hmm. I this is one. And then I saw a tail go off in the thicket and I thought, no, ain't no way. <laughs> so, but but and that was I would say right before you get to the gate, going to the lair. In that corner. Right there in, when you come around. In, in the first curve. First mm -hmm. curve. First yeah. curve past the gate. So I go up the two days later I show up at the at the lair where we keep all our stuff. Oh, man. And I look out on, on the steps of where old Dan sleeps, and there's this big gray tomcat mm. staring at me. I'll have to look at the cat because, no. <laughs> right now, right now <laughs> no, he ain't, that tomcat ain't that big. Well, it looks, this is there. a big cat now. One of those big tabby cats. <laughs> One of them big ones. He's big. Well, no, no, because here's the thing that got me. The black, it wasn't just black. It had a kind of sheen to it also, which I, was which was lower a lower color. Yeah. Some would call it panther-like. Huh. Well, I'm just saying, it, it, had, it actually had a shine to it. It had a sheen. But the shine was lower, you know, than the black behind it. It was weird looking. Do you know it really why? Was. It was weird looking. Do you know why the chicken crossed the playground? No. To get to the other slide. The other slide, okay. <laughs> oh, howdy. <laughs> Stone did not approve cat, of that one. That cat to the chicken gets to the other side of the playground. I, th I thought preacher jokes were bad. No, no, <laughs> hey, this reminds me, okay, I have seen, this makes the fourth sighting I've seen uh. of something that was unidentifiable. Yeah, oh, yeah it's I've seen the other the three times, three times was on. Once on the middle levee, once on the road, and I can't remember where. What did you one. see on the middle levee? <laughs> can't huh? Up something that was black and big, and I just rode it off. That's as a bar. No, I rode it off as a a river otter, because it was one of the holes that uh, Red digs in to patch holes in the road, with water fills up in the wintertime. And when I run up there on the four wheeler right quick, when I seen him, there was ripples in that in that pond in that little puddle. Yeah, you know, so I sit there for like thirty minutes, hoping he'd come up just to see. Nope, didn't come up. So I don't know. But I, I that's four un, unidentified objects that yeah. I seen that were critters that were black. 
Well, mm-hmm. the difference between you and your brother is when I'm riding with you and we see something unidentified, we just look at it and talk about it. When I'm riding with your brother and we see uh, and something's unidentified, the bullets start flying. <laughs> Whoops. See, I didn't have no my gun. <laughs> we, you you we wouldn't let me up. take the pistol. Look, I was, me and Phil pulled up to the Privido one day, and this grass is neck tall. Yeah, I was and, weak. And, uh, you were there, too? Yeah. Something takes off running through the grass. I mean, who knows what it is, you know? Pow. And I'm just looking. I, I thought, I wonder what that is. Next thing I know, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> just spraying bullets. <laughs> and it's like, good night. Did, did you find any blood? No. <laughs> Okay. He's getting out. Okay. Now, I, I was just fixing that because usually if he pop, 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 there's blood somewhere. So in his mind. Something got hit. But in his mind, everything is a beaver. And yeah. the beavers wreak havoc on well, us. Hey, look, if we're you trying had, to save our trees and, we, and yeah. we're fighting beavers If you had every fought day. beavers as long as Phil Robertson had fought you, yeah. you would have a hate farm like he's got. But in his mind, everything's a beaver. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet you that was a beaver. I'm like, well, yeah. what if it was a Small child, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but who knows out what it there was? In the woods. Well, out in the woods, you know. Yeah. But still, you know what I'm saying. You're supposed to know, but b- uh, in front, behind, and all around your so target. So when I go to Phil's house, I make I call him first. <laughs> That's a good I'm idea. Like, hey Phil, I'm coming over. Don't yeah, I'm coming don't over. Shoot. I'm coming over to Phil. Oh, okay, what are you doing? I'm, I'm gonna cook supper. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You want to call ahead before yeah. you go down. There. One time I brought <clears throat> over some uh, something for Al. And I went up to the country kitchen, and when I turned around, there was Phil standing there with his AR-15 pointed at me. And he said, what about it? (laughs) (laughs) I said, don't shoot, it's me. He's like, oh, It's me. It's me. Oh, wow. (laughs) So don't ever go sneaking up on Phil. Yeah, I fix that because, man, that that death threat, there you go. What's the what about it? What about it? Are we facing to get it on? What about it? What about it? You know, have a Bible he study is, with you if you want. Know, you just got to ask. He's supposed to know where your head is. That's it. What about it? So what about the time that uh, this was, what, 15, 20 years ago, they were duck hunting in Washington, staying at some ratty motel. Yeah. And uh, Phil's in there with his long handles on, with his shotgun in his lap. They were all sleeping on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And look, yeah. this is a rat hole, I'm telling you, okay? <laughs> okay. And look, they had uh, when they pulled up there and we went in the room and all that. And Phil said, "Hey, we're gonna leave these guns in the in the uh, truck." Or he said, "If you do, back it up all the way against the side of the wall." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Phil said, "Hey, hand me mine. I'm, I'm taking mine with me." You know. So look, he's in the bed like the song said. You know, this was when he was like 35 years old, dark black beard. Okay, in good shape. <clears throat> he about two o'clock. Okay, you know he don't sleep. He ain't a heavy sleeper. Okay, he hears the doorknob squeaking. <laughs> so he just he just runs over and grabs that shotgun, that twelve gauge uh, Benelli, and he's sitting there in his underwear up on the bed. And the guy backed in the room, opened the door, and backed in the room. You know, and when he turns around. He got that gun, yeah. He, oh. he throws his hands up and says, "Wrong room." Yeah, that's Feels all he could say. You think? <laughs> you think? Wrong room. 
And look, now, Phil, Phil said that guy died that big around. I bet they you know, did. He, oh, the guy had a key. He backed out, okay, and just he backed all the way just out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Never I, to be seen said, again. Did you think about shooting him? Yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, if he'd have moved wrong, he said, he'd have been blew out the door. Uh, the open door. He said, I just blew him out the back. Just to show you what yeah, kind of ready hotel that was. Damn, what he'd have done. I'm telling you, if that, he'd, he'd have blew him out, he'd have just walked over and shut the door and got back to bed. Wrong room. <laughs> wrong room. Phil's about to go western on somebody. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes you need to. Oh, man, that's a, that's a classic. That is amazing. Well, if you've learned anything from this podcast, don't go down to Phil Robertson's house. <laughs> oh, always call ahead of time to, yeah. to give him a heads up. Hey, bud, I'm on the way down to your house. Just letting you know. Call two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be sure. All right, we're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> I got some emails here. Hello at duckcallroom.com uh, if you ever want to email in. I read a bunch of them this morning. Stone, are you ready? I guess. It's, it's got to be light. Stone yeah, can't don't, take nothing heavy. Don't, 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 don't get nothing too, too yeah. heavy. Well, I have one specifically for you that was okay. three days ago. Okay. Uh-oh. It said, next time Stone is on, I need advice. This is from Nate in Illinois. Hey, guys, needing some help here. My wife hates to cook. I'd like to be able to help more with suppers, but find it tough to have the time to run my small business and help out consistently in this area. Just wondering if Jay could give some advice on how he handles this. Grocery shopping, meal planning, meal prep, all that fun stuff. Yep. Well, <clears throat> that's that's a good question. And it, it took took a few years to, to get that lined out because my wife, before we got married, she just come out and said it. I'm not going to cook. And, you know, and I I thought about it, the good far outweighed that. So it, what it comes down to is you have got to plan ahead if you're running low on time. Um, and I run into the same situation. So I like to cook big meats that could make more than one meal, preferably two, three, four meals down the road. So say you smoke your brisket. Well, the next day. I still eat sliced brisket. Well, after that, that turns into a pulled brisket sandwich, which can also turn into some pulled brisket with scrambled eggs, which is delicious, by the way. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, just something like that will last you pretty much all week. Same thing with ribs. Um, oh. Just, I just, you know, if you get into get into cooking, um. You need to get to a point where you can stretch that thing out if need be, especially if you're running low on time. But uh, I would say uh, focus on smoked meats and then go from there. And if you're short on time, you really don't have time to be a bona fide chef. You know, you could get you a pellet grill or something. Or, you know, I think it works like an oven. Mm-hmm. But turn those big meats into other meals. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I do it. I like I like the sound of. They've got the. Here's eggs. my my uh, observation on this. Nan and Stone have got the perfect setup. She come out straightforward. I ain't gonna cook. Yep. Stone she said, cooks "Okay, dessert. Okay, so. the good outweighs the bad. I'll take over the cooking. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> it's made him a extraordinary chef. 
by the I way. Especially, he's a meatologist, is what Dr. Dean says. <laughs> meat okay, so anything in the meat range, okay, because most time he said he cooks big meals, and most time he's got a bunch of parasites that always show up. Yep. You help him eat it. So there ain't no leftovers, okay, because <laughs> I'm one of them. There is sometimes. Uh, but now it's a— uh, But it, they've got the perfect situation. Yeah. He enjoys cooking, okay. She's a she's a good dessert lady. Well, what is it, what is this guy's name? Nate. Nate, what does his Nate. wife do, does he say? It, that, she just don't like cooking. She don't like cooking? Well, if she he, she kind of laid down the law like well, Anna's what just, like. But, Well, she needs to do the grocery shopping. Yeah. And uh, the dishwashing. That's, That's what my wife does. I like that. So it's a trade, you know. Uh, we had kids. Good trade off. She can't handle the puke, and I didn't want to deal with the with the diarrhea. <laughs> so we we made a trade. You, know, you handle the poop, I'll handle the puke. There you, you know. go. That's I a good, That's a really good trade. Oh no, they diapers. got the perfect situation. The poop you. happened every day. The puke happened like once a month. So that was a real good trade for me. You know? come out on the better end. Oh, yeah. Trading. Good trade. No, she washes dishes. She does grocery shopping. I do the cooking, you know. I washed dishes for like two years when we had kids, but now Allison took that back over. I don't think she trusts me to do it right. Another thing you can do, I like to clean while I cook. You know, I'll I'll use a bowl, and then I'll rinse it out before it sticks to the bowl. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's important. Oh, yeah. You should... Hang out a little longer and tell Willie about that move. Yeah, yeah. I used to do all that. Take He'll be out here in a minute. The garbage, but then I didn't want Paula to get all depressed because she wasn't feeling needed or you know all that. Wait, so what? I just What's cook. <laughs> you do everything. They get all Nate, depressed. The whole thing about this like advice is okay. <laughs> do whatever works for uh, you and your woman. That's right. Yeah, you the just woman, gotta talk it if out. The woman does not like to cook. Okay, yeah. if you make her cook, you're probably gonna eat bad food. That's because oh, yeah. she don't care about it. Okay. But, yeah, so right. it would be better for you and the whole family. I don't know if you got kids or not. For you to cook. Okay, and like Stone said, hey, okay, I'll cook, babe, as long as you clean up. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're pressed for time, you got your own business, just learn how to smoke meats. You know, you throw the meat mm-hmm. on the smoker yeah. and walk away from it. Uh-huh. Let it go for you know, go hours. Do your job while, you, while you're cooking your meat. I, I'd like to know how long they've been married because that's not something that – because it doesn't say anything about kids. That's not something yeah. I, me and Allison knew how to do before kids. Like, we couldn't cook. Hot pockets of mac and cheese or mm-hmm. something. Gross. Well, most people can't even heat up water without burning it. Okay, when they first get married. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. That's, what, yeah, that's uh, life. So it is a time thing. Like, you got to figure out how to work yeah. in a marriage. Hey, You'd but be surprised. Around like, the meals. Like on this grilling, what what you can do. You just think it's hard. It ain't. No. I mean, it is. You, there's a technique. The key to all this is, okay, anytime you say time yeah. is management. Yeah. Because people, they'll say, oh. Okay, that's why Stone said, hey, he likes smoking stuff. Because, mm-hmm. hey, you can put it on the grill, and depending on what you're smoking, you can, it, the time factor is there. Well, Stone ribs, got it down. To, ribs, two hours. how long Okay, stuff brisket, takes. longer, whatever. Yeah, brisket, 24 yeah. hours for yeah. me. Yeah, 24 yeah. hours? 24 hours. Yeah. But that, uh, the, like this evening, I'm doing a, Willie wants me to do a beef tenderloin. 
for La Roche is coming in. And they also want, want me to take them hunting. So <laughs> I'm going to put the tenderloin on, take them to the deer stand, come back, get everything else ready. And boom. And, and have it timed to when they get back, by it's dark, time to eat. By dark, it'll be ready. Then you have the presentation. Well, that takes practice because that's what uh, that was when I first started cooking and mm. stuff. That's what I was terrible at timing. Everything was mm. coming out at different. I was like, okay, this is that's gonna be cold. That's gonna be hot. Mm. So you keep cooking the same meal. It gets better, oh, yeah. and then the si- everything. Well, you ain't learned to learn what stones learn. You've got on some stuff I have. For, I couldn't do no, no, no beef tenderloin meals. Okay, you got to let the the meat. Rest. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that you've got to think of all this. You know, when the meat is resting, that's when you prepare all the sides. Let the meat rest for about 15 minutes. You know, make the salad, make whatever. You know, you know, Nan, then like Nan, you know, sweet potatoes. Excellent meal. Excellent meal. Excellent meal. Especially when Stone and Nan cook them because they cut them about a quarter inch then they put a little stuff on them and put them in the oven. Yeah. Hey, it'll make you slap your mama, I'm telling you. Unless your mama's mean. I like the sweet potatoes, but I can't have the extra little stuff on it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Olive oil and salt. Oh, no, the sweet potatoes are excellent. No, he means I'll fix the just go home and rabbit. I'll fix the rabbit. And the marshmallows. I'll fix the rabbit. He's talking about sweet potato pie. I get home. Yeah. <laughs> Anything good, I, I can't have. I done cooked. Cook myself up a meal here and am starving. I know it. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I, I got a verse. You got yeah. something? Nope. I got one thing I just want to say. Uh, have everybody praying for a guy. We had an employee that worked for us for about eight years, Mr. Ralph Costin, and he mm. passed away uh, just unfortunately too young. He, he quit working a while back, but it was tough um, on his family, and he, he started getting better, and then just one day – his heart gave out, so so we're all kind of bummed about that. But be praying for his family. And just one thing, I just in the past week's been weird for me uh, with that. But I I realized I, I was going to the visitation right, and I never I was like I got to talk to his wife, and I didn't know like what I would say. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just tell her what Ralph meant to me. And then I realized I never told Ralph what Ralph meant to me, which is kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. And I think Ralph knew, and he's a. He's a good dude, and I'll see him again one day. But I just wanted to throw that out there. If you got somebody in your life that, and even if it's just a coworker relationship, you know, tell them what they mean to you. Do do something weird this week and freak somebody out and do that. Um, hey, I love you. Yeah, just something like that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, pray for them. And that was just something I learned this week. I was like, man, yeah. I got to tell his wife that. But I really went. I saw him like a week ago, and I didn't. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, what's up? Never thought he'd be gone. So. Well, yeah, don't take time time for granted. Yep, because he was only 59. Yeah. His 60th birthday party ended up being the day of his funeral. So mm. it was a bummer deal, but we loved Ralph, and we know he's up there dipping shiners in heaven for the apostles now, I guess, because he, he was our aquatics director, and he was the man. But let me give you a verse, uh, kind of go along with that. Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We have a hope. And we have a comfort, and his name is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. See y'all next time. Bye.